Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Break Room Boys. I'm Nate, and that's Lucas. How we doing? And happy Halloween, everybody. Next time we talk to you, uh, spooky season will have come and passed. So I hope you all have your slutty pirate costumes ready, and you're ready to go trick-or-treating, scare the neighbors. But, uh, yeah, what, what do you got planned for the weekend? I know we've got your little shindig on Friday night. Any Anything else special? Uh, well, um, actually, Friday night is uh, our anniversary, but um, I think Callie has decided So, that, naturally, you're going to spend it in role play? Yeah, I was going to say, I think Callie <laughs> has decided that uh, a Halloween uh, party with our friends takes priority, so... Um, yeah, it sounds like we're going to be hosting some sort of shindig after a little bit of, of neglecting the planning, you know, the the shitty part. That tends to be how it goes. Yeah, I think we started to create the invitations and then um, sort of got lost in that and never actually sent them out. And so, um, yeah, informally, I guess we will be having some sort of party, get to dress up. I, I'm going to, I guess, do the same thing we did last year and figure out a costume the day of because I, I got nothing in the works. Really? Yeah, I told it. In fact... When you and I did that last year, and for those listening who weren't uh, at the parties that we were at, um, Nate and I showed up to our, our buddy's party wearing essentially Virtually the, the same, same costume, costume yeah. with uh, an identical mullet wig because we both went to Spirit Halloween uh, on October 28th. And it had been picked clean. And that's yeah. really all there was. Yeah, no, there was that or, like, a ch- uh, some children's size uh, costumes, which, right. which would have been pretty fun, so too. But. I had been there for a couple hours, and then you showed up, and as soon as you walked through the door, the first thing that came out of both of our mouths, I'm pretty sure at the same time, was, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> you were doing something. You had your back turned. I obviously knew it was you. But uh, I just saw the back of your head and that that yellow grease mullet cascading down the back of your <laughs> your neck, and I was like, "No way, dude! Fucking this party ain't big enough for the two of us." But it it, it worked out, um, and you know we could just run that back if need be. But I, I figured we'd maybe try to workshop something here in well, these you next. You can few still days. find yours good on you because those things. I think it's, it's still kicking around. Although we moved, ours, so there's yeah, no time. Ours is no. probably in the corner of the. My, mine's probably in the corner of the closet. It's got like a rat living in it now. I don't know, but me and Mary actually have coordinated costumes this year, so I'm oh, sure yeah. I'm sure we'll see those on the gram. Nice, um, beautiful. Let me pause this real quick. I gotta I gotta grab a Zen real quick, and we're back. Sorry if I'm getting ready to talk SEC football. I got to have a little nicotine in me. You have to understand. But uh, anyway, yeah, Halloween weekend should be fun. Uh, probably not going to do any trick-or-treating. Don't really want to get arrested. But uh, No, though, um, now I live in a in a residential neighborhood with children. So I think I'm expected to dole out. I think so. Halloween. That camp. or just keep the lights off on the front porch. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Um, or, or just, do that and put y'all's little sprinkler thing out front. Yeah, really set up a barrier. <laughs> Be like, no one's fucking getting through here. The yeah. funny thing is everyone will look at that and go, there's no way they actually need to water the yard. Like, these people are assholes. Yeah, fuck them, dude. <laughs> we've, got the good, we've got some pretty good range on ours, too, so we can make sure they don't even get near the, near the walkway. <laughs> yeah. um, but, no, I, I guess we'll have to hand stuff out to children or at least place a bucket outside and let them yeah, use do the that. honor system. Yeah, it, it'll, yeah, it'll get cleaned out really quick by, like, the third trick-or-treater, and you're good. And we'll just put a, a, a sold-out sign out there. But, yeah, let's get into some sports, um, Yeah, as we typically do. So we'll talk a little college football first, and we'll get into the NFL, uh, a little baseball, and then we want to talk a little bit about the Brittany Griner thing going on because that news broke today. Mm-hmm. So uh, college football, we had some top ten losses. Uh, Ole Miss got blown out by LSU. They did. They uh, got their doors blown off. Yeah. It uh, was a game I certainly uh, could have seen LSU winning. Um, did not think it would be this lopsided. Uh, and a lot of people, I'm certainly not alone in this, we talked about it a little before recording, a bit of a fraudulent ranking from Ole Miss. And I know like halfway through the season it really doesn't matter the difference between number five and number 15 or, or whatever. Like, you know, a lot of those teams um, 
you know, especially if you're one loss through this point, it's hard to differentiate. But they were undefeated through this point. Um, you kind of had to pencil them in, top but 10. they have played. I mean, look at like <laughs> yeah, they, a, lo- a lot of people kind of thought preseason if all the sisters of the poor. if all went well, they would probably start off six and zero, seven and zero, and so they got a, a little bit exposed last week. I don't, you know, uh, don't know how good their defense is going to hold up uh, throughout the rest of the SEC West schedule. Um, LSU. You know, proven that they're not just going to like lay down this year. They've been a weird team, but clearly can still score some points on on other. I am slightly worried for our game next week. Not thrilled. uh, Yeah, Jaden Daniel. Yeah, he freaks me out just a little bit. Yeah, both teams have the bye week. Um, They're not a very consistent team, but I guess you could say the the same about Alabama to a degree. Um, So that's going to make for an interesting matchup. Uh, We had a really good game um, out west where where UCLA goes down. Uh, the, they were another undefeated team. It's kind of hard to tell how good they were, um, and and I can't remember the final on that one. Hang with me for one second. This is a game I really didn't watch a lot of. Um, admittedly, forty-five thirty. Okay, so or- yeah. Oregon was able to to pull that. So one it out. was a two score. Yeah, and Oregon is is a bit of a conundrum at this point. Because yeah, everybody wrote them off immediately. Well, right, yeah. and obviously so. They got completely manhandled. Uh, to start out the year with by Georgia, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I think, I think to some extent there was a little first game jitters there, first Bo, under a new coach too. Yeah, know. I mean, Bo Nix, new quarterback. On yeah. top of that, so you know, I I think that they're a good team. Do I think that they could put up a fight in a playoff game? Maybe not. Yeah, but there is more parity this year, I would say, in the top ten than there has been in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no clear favorite right now georgia and ohio state are clearly your two favorites mm-hmm. but tennessee's knocking on that door and um again i mean when you're where when you're at this point in the year um y- you know especially like early on out of conference games are hard to gauge right like ohio state plays notre dame week one and it looks like a really close game between two good teams and then notre dame clearly takes a different direction um alabama plays texas early in the year and you think wow texas played a hell of a game like you know they could really and ewers got hurt i know that but um they're obviously you know not going to be a playoff team this year and so uh it's it's hard to, to tell at this point in the season every year um you know who's going to be for real in the long run and who's not but yeah holy shit Oregon like really turning it around and, and not only winning games but like looking like a good team yeah and so and Bo Nix the the duality of Bo Nix as we've talked about on this oh podcast man if if you watch the guy play at Auburn you know he could make some outstanding plays and 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 not just you know he, he could, could do it on up, a he could put up some absolutely ridiculous stat lines on both ends of the spectrum yeah he really could (laughs) and it could happen on a play to play but i mean really small scale um we're not talking good game and bad game and we're talking like throw to throw basis he could he could do those type of things and so he's looked pretty consistent following you know their their blowout in week one by georgia um but yeah the pac-12 is is a weird one this year and so we'll see how how they finish out um, um, one team I definitely don't believe in that's in the top five right now, uh-huh. Clemson. I don't. I, I just. I don't see it. No, I don't think anyone does. Um, Listen, I think Syracuse is a good team. I don't want to take anything away from. They are Syracuse. definitely a good. Team. They've they've played really well this mm-hmm. year, and that was their first loss. But I don't know. You you play them at home, and you're trying to silence some of the doubters. You got to put up a better showing than that. Like that was. That was way too close for comfort, and I just I don't think that Clemson's got it this year. The, I, I no. don't believe in DJ. Um, I mean, I think their defense is pretty good, but then again, you kind of have them in the same vein almost as a Bo Nix, where some weeks they show up and they look elite, mm-hmm. and some weeks they show up and they don't look that good. Well, and like Bo Nix, they, they changed their tune throughout the course of a game. They looked... They were getting bullied up front early in that game, and um, I I watched the, a lot of the second and third quarter. I missed like a lot of the beginning and end of that game, but um, it, you could see they came out in the second half and were just getting to the quarterback way easier. And like it really, you know, what they should have done against a, uh, an undermatched team is, is kind of you know just let the better dudes play better than the, the team on the other side, but. Um, they've struggled with that this year, and no, their offense really sucks. Like they, they benched DJ in that game, went to Cade Klubnick, who also didn't look awesome, 
And then Dabo says after the game, well, well he's, you know, he's our quarterback. And um, I forgot how else he, he kind of justified it. But I get giving your team a spark, but it is funny to bench your starter and then, you know, reiterate after the game like he's our guy. And uh, the funny enough, the Patriots just had, yeah, had a bit of say, the same we'll, thing. We'll, we'll get yeah. into something similar here in a few. But um, yeah, I, I just I don't I don't believe in them. I think they'll make the playoff, and I don't think that they'll stand much of a chance. It'll look a lot like the Alabama versus Clemson one versus four matchup that happened a few years ago when mm-hmm. we just beat the living shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Whoever they play, no matter who it is, I don't think they have much of a chance. But I've been wrong before, and I could be wrong again. Um, other yeah. than that, um, the only other game I really wanted to touch on, just because it was such a good game, was Oklahoma State-Texas. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought that Oklahoma State would beat them a little more handily, but that was a great comeback win, and Oklahoma State is not – they're not fading away. Um, I think that they are going to end the year top ten, and – I think Texas is really showing some signs that they are going to be formidable in the coming years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't obviously this isn't their year, but they've spent several weeks in the top twenty-five. They they kind of keep fluctuating in and out, but I I think they're a good team, and I think next year they could be really good. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the quarterback situation is going to look like. I've got a feeling the transfer portal might come into play if uh, if if the Manning boy has anything to say about it. Yeah, but. They're building momentum, and Sark is nothing to joke about. No, and uh, you said it. I mean, they are building. This is not, regardless of whatever people think about Texas and, and, uh, you know, how much that brand means, like their recruiting really fell off, like, you know, post-Mac Brown and and late-stage Mac Brown. Like they really weren't getting the talent um, that the University of Texas should have been signing. And so – Sark coming in there is not a Ryan Day situation where he's taken over a, a loaded cabinet, if you will. I mean, he's just like, all right, this is like, it, not that there was no talent at Texas, obviously, but we're talking about a multi-year plan that's going to get the like get them to the level where they want to be, and it wasn't going to be this year. Um, but they're definitely moving in the right direction. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas like Jimbo's in year five. Yeah, and and, and, and I do I do want to talk just a little bit about Jimbo. I know we talk about him a whole lot on here, but. You know, even last week I was saying this isn't this isn't the year that you need to judge him on. Uh, you know, there are better years to come. He pulled in a just an unbelievable recruiting class yeah. last year. Now, with how things are continuing to go and how he just refuses to change anything with the offense, mm-hmm. and, and I I've got this feeling in my gut now that that recruiting class may not hold together yeah in in this day and age of the transfer portal yeah and i sure wouldn't mind picking up a few of those guys it, yeah it no, wouldn't suck no shit i mean that's <laughs> walter nolan come on yeah over. gladly um <laughs> and you know some of them are going to stick around and you, and you have to think like it, like hopefully it's gonna you know get a little better and turn a corner next year but we are yeah, and like hopefully we can talk me. yeah well, not for me if you're an a&m <laughs> fan yeah but uh you know if you're, if you're a jimbo sympathizer but um, yeah, man, it's it's a tough look, you know. If when you bring in a class like that and you have those expectations, and you're having the same old struggles you've you've been having for a while now, and um, even you know when they had the season, you know they finished number five with Kellen Mond, who's a four year starter. Like that was an especially old, experienced team. Um, it's like, was that your ceiling? You know, how have you have you slipped back a bit? Is that the best it's going to be there, or are these young guys you just signed like actually going to make the program you know jump up a level? Right. Um, so. Yeah. So yeah, we had kind of alluded a little bit to the uh, the Patriots situation with with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. So yeah. we'll get into the NFL now, and I do want to talk about that a little bit. The Bama fan in me was really not happy last night. Yeah, it was tough. And, it was tough scene. And I've, I've seen a lot of murmurs that, uh, that Belichick's his legacy's taken a little bit of a hit right now. I think that's a little too far. Agreed. The guy has six Super Bowls. I don't really know how much you can take away from that. But he does look a little bit foolish right now. Uh, let's be honest. Bailey Zappi has looked good in, mm-hmm. in, in his opportunities to play. He didn't mm-hmm. look good last night. Uh, clearly the Bears just had their number, but he let Mac Jones attempt six passes last night, mm-hmm. and he tried to make it a thing of, 
oh, you know, we we weren't going to play him the full game regardless. He was coming back from that ankle injury. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the ankle injury looked like it was really hobbling him much. I just think that he looked a little lost out there. Um, and it's a little perplexing having watched Mac Jones play as much as we got to. And I think that he's just kind of going through a little bit of a cold spell right now. But to go away from your guy like that on national television on Monday Night Football mm-hmm. after like three, two or three drives, it was a little surprising. And I think that that's a situation where if you're not careful, you've got a guy who's now – he doesn't think his coach has his back and he wants out. Yeah. And I wouldn't blame him one bit. No, it it was an interesting move, and I wondered, like how <clears throat> how ready he was to go, like on that ankle. Um, it was his ankle, correct? Yeah. That was, and like I'm sure it's not a hundred percent, but I do agree with you. Like it didn't seem to be too hobbling. Um, maybe it was just the thing where like he couldn't quite get comfortable, and he, he, and he looked like a deer in the headlights in the little bit of time that he played. Yeah, and that's uncharacteristic for him. I mean, I, you know, this is his second year. We watched him play his rookie year, and there's going to be growing pains. He's he doesn't have like outstanding physical tools. Um, certainly, you know, has an NFL arm, can make the throws, but uh, it, his thing that always kind of separated him was his timing, his accuracy, you know, and. Um, he it, all of that was off last his night. His ability to process things, yeah, and and, and find he was the very, open guy very, and read the defense. Yep. He hasn't been doing that particularly well this, excuse me, this season. But um, I think that's more of a flash in a in a, in a pan as like I, I think it's more of that than it is him regressing as no, a quarterback. No, that I, doesn't make any sense to me. No, I mean there's a reason they drafted the guy in the first round. And, and, I, and I think what looks even worse than than Bill Belichick did last night is Patriots fans fan base, yeah. booing him after an outstanding rookie season mm. and chanting for the other guy to come out. Like it's just a bad look. Mm. And yeah, again, it just lends to if I were Mac Jones, I'd be like, look, if you want to trade me, then just trade me. Like just get me out of here if if that's how you really feel. Mm-hmm. And I, I I get it. You can't give too much credence to the fans. You can't pay too much attention to it. But that is a tough fan base to struggle in front of. Mm-hmm. It just is. It always has been, and it always will be in every sport. Yeah, and they've gotten very, uh, you know, like rightfully so. They've gotten very spoiled and very used to winning. It's and we're part of a fan base who is is maybe even on another level as far as that goes. I, um, I can't imagine us booing a guy, though. No, I'd, no, not like that. Uh, but we call for the backup to play all the time. And, and it's that different is, in college because, you know, we – That is fair. Like, you've, your depth is a little different. Um, we it, literally but, did it with Jalen and Tua. Yeah, and so. it, it, that happens a lot at, like, every position. Um, but, yeah, it was tough um, for Mac Jones. Like, I, I felt bad for the guy. And, and not that I wanted Bailey Zappi to do poorly. Um, but yeah. I did. Yeah, you're rooting against him. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I did. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I guess that's just more so indifference than, like, me being kind-hearted or anything like that. It was just like, <laughs> I really don't care about the Patriots, so, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, but I think, like, if you watch him play, um, I, he just he doesn't physically look like an NFL starter, you know. And even when they're trying to, like, talk about his strengths on the broadcast, it's like, well, you know, he's, he's really smart. You know, it's like <laughs> the guy's undersized and he doesn't have a great arm. Like, he's a pretty accurate passer, and he shredded in college. But, I, again, they drafted Mac Jones in the first round for a reason. Like, exactly. uh, we can move on at this point. But it was uh, – I don't recall, you know, the last time a QB controversy played out on Monday Night Football like that, yeah. you know. And it, we, was, it was weird. Yeah. It was weird to watch. And in Chicago just absolutely – destroyed the Patriots. Like we all thought they would. (laughs) That is really not a good team. I think that goes without saying. The the Chicago Bears are a piss-poor team, and to see them dominate like that in the Patriots' home stadium, that was weird. It was just weird. Like, the whole night, it was just a very strange thing to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's move on from one uh, former Bama quarterback to another. I think Tua just wants to make sure that his brain is applesauce. Yeah, or um, yeah, I don't know, man. The human body craves contact. I think Jim Harbaugh was right all along. Yeah, uh, like we, the guy. 
I mean, Tua even spoke about how he's going to, like, make a conscious effort to, you know. And, like, the sack where he got slammed is one thing. But he's talking about the plays where he can control and, you know, not taking unnecessary contact. And then he's, like, lowering the shoulder on motherfuckers in the first quarter. He he had two or three different plays where it was just a a simple, just go down and slide. Could have definitely slid. You you, you picked up five or six yards, just go down and slide. And he would just lower his helmet into another dude's skull. And you're like, Tua, what are you doing? He, like, trucked a couple guys early in the game. You weigh, like, 140 pounds, it looks like. Uh Just fucking, just slide, man. Like. Uh, that said, he did look good. I was I was happy to watch him get out there and sling it around. He looked really good early on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they stalled out a little. They, they did. Know. They did start to stall out a little bit. But uh, I think it was encouraging to see him out there and clearly, clearly have no reservations about getting back out there. No. So uh, I think the extra week was helpful for him. I think he could have played last week, but I'm glad he didn't. Yeah. Um, or did they have a bye last week? I don't remember. Anyway, that's my analysis. Um, also, we had a huge trade in the NFL this week. We had McCaffrey going to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And we had seen trade rumors for a few weeks there. And a lot of the rumors were centered around the Chiefs and a few other teams. Uh, so it was a little surprising to see him go to the Niners just because they do have Elijah Mitchell. He's on He's on the IR. Um and I, I, I figured they would probably just wait till he got back because he looked really good um, in the preseason. And, like, they, he was supposed to be the guy this year before he got hurt. They've always got a good running game, like with yeah. Shanahan. Like, you could plug anybody back so there, I feel it, like. So, it was just a little surprising to see him trade away, like, multiple decent picks mm-hmm. for a guy that's probably a rental um, it seems like uh, you didn't. I mean, yeah, I didn't see that and think like long term. You know, I mean, he's a guy. He's when healthy, he's one of the most talented backs in the league. Uh, but, but he's off he, injured. He's yeah, he is uh, rarely healthy. You know, throughout the course of a season. So, um, slightly perplexing. It, yeah. Now, you know, he is a dude who could be nasty in that system. Um, yeah. If, so, like, we'll see. I mean, uh, as. As a McCaffrey fantasy owner, I am really hoping for the best there. Mm-hmm. That could be, you know, that could be a league winner right there. So mm-hmm. I, I hope it all goes well, and I hope he stays healthy. But um, let's keep it moving to uh, – so, man, we talked a bit about teams – last week we talked a bit about teams that are, like, really disappointing this year, and we had mentioned the Bucks, And then, and then they lost – and they got manhandled by the Panthers – with what was their fourth string quarterback to start the, the Panthers, year. who we just you know didn't say we indirectly mentioned, they're trading their best player. They're blowing up their team. Yeah, like they're they fired their head coach two weeks ago. They are they are blowing up their franchise, and they just beat the Bucks' ass. <laughs> like, yeah, this was sometimes it was the, shocking. Yeah, and it it just really to me it just goes to show how much personal life can really play into how guys perform. Tom Brady is a shell of himself right now. Yeah. I get it. He's still putting up some stats here and there. But, like, we everyone made note of the fact that when he came into the season, he looks not healthy. Yeah. And there seems to be some stuff going on. Oh, and then. Which he the, alluded to, like, kind of cryptically. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. then it became very clear, oh, yeah, there's some stuff going on there. There's divorce lawyers lawyers yeah. being hired she's moved in with antonio brown <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and now we've got more more word coming out that she has gotten like the tippy top of the of the of the food chain with divorce lawyers mm. so it just keeps getting worse and worse well and i believe she earns more than him so i think she can afford probably, better counsel do that but yeah it just i've seen rumors start to swirl that maybe he hangs it up before the end of the season, and he did come out and say, like, hey, I'm not going anywhere. I don't think he, he wouldn't quit mid-season. I, mid-season, I, think, I you think you pretty much don't have a choice at this point. Yeah. Like, what are you going to retire for? To save your marriage that's already falling apart? Yeah, and I don't think, like, Tom Brady, I, I don't see him, uh, maybe aside from, you know, devastating injury, I don't see him retiring mid-season. No. Like, he, he just doesn't seem like that dude. Um, no disrespect to people who do that, because, like, uh, who was it? It wasn't Vernon Davis who was a uh, who retired mid game in the NFL. 
Yeah, that was, was a, all. Like uh, it was a corner for yeah. for the Bills. Like back I, when they sucked. Yeah. See, I think that he retired mid game. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I don't think that shit. Like I don't care about that. You know, loyalty to like finishing out a team for a in a bad season. Like whatever. Um, but he just doesn't strike me as the dude who would do that. Now I don't know how the hell they're gonna finish. Like they. That clip of him chewing out his O line was was really something. Dude. Yeah. Like, I was like, I know he's a fiery guy, but like it's one, you know, when when that if he was still in New England or if they were you know a, a Super Bowl contender this year, it's like that's just that's leadership. Like look at him, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. But they suck, and it's like ooh, it's like that's a tough look, man. It's like you know you're not just like tying up some loose ends like. You're like, you're just a bad team who's just like all out of <laughs> sorts. Like, what the like, fuck are we doing? Yeah. 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 That was a different type of ass chewing. Um, all right. Let's get into the Brittany Griner stuff. And we're not going to spend a ton of time on this, but that news, of course, did break today that her appeal was denied in, in Russia, which came as a surprise to absolutely nobody. But it does lead me to question, like, how long is she actually going to be there? Well, like, that's what I wanted to talk to you about because I, uh, I admittedly have not done a ton of research into, you know, just the the Russian legal system or the the appeals process or, or you know, anything like uh, reducing sentences, anything like that. Um, how long is, is she going to be in prison? Like, is she going to serve know, this full sentence? Full nine years? I, you know, I would hope not, but it is Russia and um, – I don't know how many people survive nine-year terms there. Like I don't know. I, I've watched documentaries on Russian prisons, and they're fucking scary, dude. But, um, yeah, it's it's one of those weird things, too, where it's been politically polarizing, which is the weirdest shit to me. Uh, a lot of it is people being like, well, if you can't do the if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. It's like, dude, she had like a little bit of – she had like a, a vape pen. It's not that serious. Yeah. Like it's clearly a, a political had, ploy. Yeah, we've had several presidents uh, chronicle drug use. Like at this point, you know, recreationally. Yeah. Like I, it, f- people walk for far lesser crimes. Like it, it is. It, it, I just can't. You know, and I'm sure there have been other instances, but like it, it, it's so bizarre that this is a like a star athlete um, in her sport. And the fact it, that this it, is going on during this whole Ukrainian conflict, when we're we keep putting more and more sanctions on them and we keep giving ukraine more and more weapons and it's like give us our person back and they're like how about fucking no yeah (laughs) how about how about we don't do that actually yeah it's a really fucked up game uh leveraging human life like yeah with a war and then a imprisoned basketball player like it's a very odd dynamic. Yeah, I, I'd I'd like to think that they're gonna figure something out. We'll we'll probably have to uh, release some some Russian prisoners or something. Like uh, empty out Guantanamo of all the Russian influence. Oh, I don't eyes we've gathered. Man, I don't I don't have any idea. But it's not looking particularly good right now. And obviously, I think we we can both agree that we really hope it it plays out for the best here. It's just. Yeah, it's just a really shitty circumstance, and you just kind of got to sit back and hope to see a, a more positive headline in the future. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's just one. It's it's like one of those things that if um, you wouldn't believe it if it weren't true. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah, it's it, unbelievable. It's just one of the and, and like you could say that with a million things that have unfolded in the last few years but if, if it just if i go back in time and tell you like hey man Brittany reiner um you know it, you're well aware of her nba all-star like she's going to be imprisoned in russia for for having a weed pen for she's going to get like a decade of <laughs> sentence it's like what excuse me like I, what are we talking about dude um it's really bizarre and and i know we've talked about some russian hockey players too and, and them getting tied up and it's potential like service time and having you know being uh, um, like extradited essentially back yeah. to Russia f- to serve and um, weird times in the world, man. But yeah, I just uh, I saw her appeal was denied unsurprisingly today. So um, yeah, so moving from one situation that we hope plays out for the best to uh, let's just get into our news articles. Uh, one situation that I'm actually watching and hoping for the worst. And, and I'm just loving everything that I'm seeing. Kanye, his empire is absolutely crumbling under his feet. And it's about damn time. Yeah, yeah. It's not going – I mean, we 
if you didn't see this coming, or like maybe not this specifically, but like if you didn't see him trending in this direction, like you just simply haven't been alive or online. Like it's it's just gotten the behavior's gotten more and more outlandish. I mean, shit. A few weeks ago, we like the most scandalous stuff we were talking about was just him and his skeet ordeal. Yeah, yeah. Pete Back Davidson. when all he was doing was was calling Pete Davidson skeet. Yeah, that was. And yeah. and now he's now he's a neo Nazi and he's wearing White Lives Matter shirts at fashion shows and it's just it's just gotten so weird, man. Like it's gotten extraordinarily weird, and the anti Semitic stuff that came out this week was horrible, like yeah. just fucking horrible. And um, yeah, dude, he's got to slide more, get out of bounds, stop taking so many shots to the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and here here was my take on things. If you actually believe these things that you're saying that that the Jews run everything, mm-hmm. wouldn't you keep your fucking mouth shut about them so that your whole thing doesn't fall apart like that? You can't add logic to, I, to irrational thought processes, though. You know, right? It, and, and, and and yeah, I mean, obviously. We don't believe that the Jews are running the world <laughs> no. and, and the financial system and the media and all that shit. But if you did believe that, wouldn't you shut the fuck up? How does it benefit <laughs> you to call them out, to expo- right. expose them publicly? It's a oh man. It's a, it's just an interesting case study of a guy who, I mean, you know, is very like having this very publicly. Um, very public mental breakdown, you know, just on a someone who has one of the largest audiences in the world. Um, and I can't and, you know, from that side of it, it it's got to be weird for him, his relationship with just the media and a camera lens or, you know, just like people showing up to your house at all hours. And, and for years, you know, if you're in the spotlight like that. But then, you know, to not just handle it, you know, we see a lot of people go off the rails with like drugs or alcohol or whatever. But then, you like, <laughs> somebody's espousing like just really wild. He didn't even it, take a hit from Vontae's perfect. No, he didn't, dude. He, I, I don't. Not that I'm aware. I, of. I don't know of any head trauma he's had. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, the erratic behavior and just like really wild it's, ideas. It's gotten it's gotten so erratic, and I I don't want to delve too much into politics here, but it's gotten so erratic that. Even Donald Trump is apparently. I, I saw a headline that he is distancing himself. Oh, he's denounced their friendship. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah he's like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep him at an arm's length because he's fucking crazy. This guy's a real wild card. And you look at some of the people in his inner circle that are just some of the craziest humans that you could ever imagine. Yes, and Steve, and if Steve, yeah, Steve Bannon, all good. Yeah, Kanye, if, if yeah. you've, you've got the Donald Trump saying. This guy's a little too crazy. Like, uh, uh, no, thank you. That you have reached a level of crazy that uh, that is previously unheard of. Yeah, and there there have been, you know, obviously like celebrities do some very offensive things, like um, you know, getting caught saying or doing like you know very offensive, discriminatory stuff. But like th- this. This was not like a one. This wasn't like the the Mel Gibson like DUI or voicemail. This wasn't like a one off incident that no, just this gave. Has been this has over been a time. yeah. That was the craziest thing about it. Like this didn't come out of nowhere. Like this is this was almost like what people expected in a weird way. Like yeah. it was just like how, where where is this going to go? And it's like it's going to go to very blatant anti semitism, like <laughs> through the form of Twitter. And like it's it's just like man. so so since all that's happened, he's lost his Adidas deal. Which, yeah. I mean, it looks somebody, like that was going to fall apart already. Somebody said Yeezys are going to be $50 at Burlington Coat Factory next week. <laughs> like, hell yeah. He lost, uh, I think he had a Balenciaga deal that fell apart. Um, even, I saw today, his sports agency, Aaron Donald and Jalen Brown, left Donda Sports Agency. Oh, I had forgotten that was even a thing. Every, every facet of his empire that he's built is just crumbling right now. And... I hope to God this this is some sort of wake up call. Okay, I say it. I don't give a fuck. Like yeah. I really don't. I stopped caring about what Kanye West thought, did, produced, whatever a while ago. But I, you know, if there actually are some some mental health issues that need to be ironed out, I'm hoping there's some wake up calls here. But I'm not gonna hold my breath for that. Um, maybe him losing all of his money is gonna do it, but. Yeah. 
We'll see. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I mean, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's going to just fade into obscurity. I mean, he's he's going to make some kind of effort to let his voice be heard. So, Has he been kicked off Twitter? No, he is not. Okay. He What he does is he tweets like a bunch of really weird shit all, all in a row, and yeah. then he deletes it all, and then the, the last tweet you can find is from like 2015. It's very weird. Ah. Uh. I mean, it's mm-hmm. honestly a, a pretty good way, pretty good way to go about just it. Keep I guess. your feed blank. Just have an yeah. auto delete feature. Um, so moving on. Um, apparently, we do need to worry about people giving fentanyl to your kids. Yeah, uh, and it's not. It's not. It's, uh, it's not from the not your neighbors. The, it's yeah. not from the bad actors that you would think giving out Halloween candy, like yeah. they like they said about the rainbow fentanyl candy, which was. The dumbest fucking thing that anyone is like. I can't believe so many news outlets ran with that. Yeah, like you really think that people are are giving away drugs <laughs> to children? Yeah. Um, no, apparently they are, and it's the police. It's it's former cops. Um, and I, I know, we've talked about a few different instances of of police officers uh, participating in felonious behavior. This guy, this happened what in the in the weeks or the months after he had just retired. Yeah, and I'll, I'll pull it up. That that just let let you know, like the guy clearly had some kind of plan. Yeah, less, <laughs> and it, no, less than a week. Less than a week after yeah. he, his retirement, and and um, I mean that just makes me think of our our girl, uh, rest in peace, Tammy White. Was that her name? The corrections officer from Lauderdale County who ran off with with all boy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and which ended in a in a in a deadly you know, love-filled uh, fugitive chase. But, um, yeah, it's like, uh, so this guy was a cop for however many years, um, I'm sure the article says, and let me pull it up. Within a week of retiring, he's he's selling fentanyl at on lo- at, on high school property to children. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, you so, were a cop for how long? Here, let, let me jump into it. So this is from uh, Slate Report. Yeah. Uh, Tom Henry wrote... A former police officer who was arrested for dealing drugs less than a week after he retired from the Calais Police Department will be sentenced next month on more than a dozen criminal charges. Jeffrey Bishop, 55, pleaded guilty last month to drug trafficking and furnishing, stealing drugs, and multiple counts of receiving stolen property. He's scheduled to be sentenced on 14 felony charges um, on October 17th. He was arrested in February 2021 after he was seen giving drugs to a 17-year-old girl in the parking lot. Oh, I'm going to butcher this name of Nar Naraguagas. Naraguagas. I was going to let you give that a yeah, shot first. Uh, high school. Naragages. Nar- uh, I have I don't no know. idea, dude. Um, uh, high school in Harrington. The drugs, which were inside an unmarked prescription pill bottle and were intended for the girl's mother. Included 27 acetaminophen and hydrocodone pills and three baggies of fentanyl. Um, yeah, probably don't do that. No, and it and if you're a cop who's going to retire, because I, I think it, a lot of people have had this cross their mind before, like definitely steal stuff from the evidence locker, but keep it for personal use. Like, and you'd think if you were a cop for a year, much less several decades, like you'd know how to be a great drug dealer. Like you'd know, you'd know all the ways in which they get caught because you're doing you're catching them, and this guy just in broad daylight is fucking a 55 year old man with gray hair is just hanging out in a high school parking lot, giving out the deadliest drug on the street probably. And it's like, buddy, what? That yeah. did all your training? Like how d- <laughs> how dumb of, of a cop were Dude, you for all this time? Wait to retire. It was 25 years he served, by the way. Yeah, and. Uh, it just it, it makes me wonder if you know because a lot of times these guys get let go from the force and it's you know it it's a retirement quote mm-hmm. unquote but they probably had some cause to be like dude you force you, resignation yeah. yeah you're you're gonna resign or like we're gonna have to we can make public what you did it, yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. and yeah he, he didn't even make it a week and was selling fentanyl to a 17-year-old on school property. So, And you wonder if, um, and I don't know if that's what you were getting at, but I wonder if he had been doing some shady shit that, that was kind of, uh, you know, don't ask, don't tell, or, uh, you know, untold secret type thing. 
um, or well-known secret. But then, <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, it's just like, hey, what's it, what's the guy's name? Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. I mean, yeah, he's um, he's he's been known to steal a baggie or two from evidence, and we don't know what he's doing with it. But he's been here for a while, so we just don't really ask. Just, just um, let him go. Because the guy also had many, many uh, firearms at his home. Fifteen. That, Fifteen that had been reported stolen, correct? Or um, that were part of an investigation, I think some of them were. Like, it was, um, he had some, two Glocks stolen in 2016 burglary. Uh, so that was from another town. So he had just, he'd been collecting this stuff for probably years and years. Just like, I different. can't wait to retire. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm going to make so much money. Oh, and that, um, I wonder, the guy probably had like a good bit of cash and shit, you know, from seizures and whatnot, like, just to throw it all away immediately, just <laughs> dealing fentanyl with high school kids. Oh, good. Rotten prison, buddy. Um, yeah, he cops do real well in prison, so he'll probably get along. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Um, all right, moving along, we've got North Texas man back in the news. Yeah, uh, we we had a little hiatus from from the North Texas news for a while. There, it was rolling in every day it seemed mm-hmm. like and every every podcast that we recorded we had something else that was new but uh we have a dallas man who shot and killed a 20 year old one 21 year old woman after she beat him at a game of basketball mm-hmm. um apparently these two were friends um according to her mother um or i'm sorry her family this was supposed to be a friend of hers uh, she's eaten with the man, she's fed him, and he turned on her and killed her in a vicious way. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a sad story. I, I, I don't want to make a ton of light of it, but it's so fucking ridiculous. Like, you know, I think everyone at some point or another, if you play pickup basketball, you've shown up to the gym or the outdoor court or whatever, and there's a girl out there, and you're like, I don't... I don't want to have to be the one guarding the girl. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, like I'm either gonna get beat, or if I win, it's like it's a lose lose. It's like yeah. playing an old guy too. It, it's just like all right, yeah. Anyone who is you know a little physically outmatched, it's like yeah, I'm I'm a dick. You know, I I'm lame if I get beat, and I'm a dick if I try hard. And and shut them down. Well, it sounds like she was just a really good basketball player, and probably a and really just, good shit talker too. And just beat his ass yeah. and let him know about it, and he couldn't handle it. No, I'd say. I mean, that is, it's really really sad. Um, but yeah, pretty crazy uh, on this guy's part to just be like, I'm not gonna take this L lightly. I know you're my friend and all, but like I've got to I've got to kill you for for what you just did. Ain't no friends on the court. Yeah. Um, and really sad. I, feel, I know she was younger than the guy. I think he was 31. Um, yeah, he was she, was she was 21. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's really sad. Um, and this guy's a, a complete piece of shit. But uh, I, I can't, I don't recall, you know, hearing a story like this. No, uh, no. I mean, it's it's pretty outlandish. Uh, you know, I, I've definitely seen plenty of videos of people getting in fights on basketball yep, courts. Yep. And I've seen... Plenty of videos of female basketball players out there trash talking and, and just yeah. absolutely pantsing dudes in front of their friends on the court. And those are so fun to watch. And this little limp dick piece of shit just couldn't handle it. Yeah. He just, he just couldn't take it. So, yeah, f- fragile, fragile ego dudes out there. Be careful. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be careful of them. Yeah. You're playing with a guy that, that just really can't take an L. Keep the trash talking to a minimum. I'm not putting any of this onus on her. Not, that's not, that's yeah. not what I'm doing. Not I'm at just, all. Just a public service announcement. People are known to do crazy shit when they take L's. That's just a fact. Um, all right, let's move on to the world's dirtiest man. Um, so what I, I thought ga- you'd never ask. What I gathered from this guy. So first of all, this immediately brought me back to our zookeeper from last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy had to smell like the worst smelling zookeeper in the world yeah it smells um, like her after fucking pulling a double shift this man <laughs> this man had not bathed for half a century he was 
let me. I just, I just gotta read. I just gotta read this, this whole thing to you. It's, you it's, read the headline. It's yeah. pretty. Sh- no, the, the whole article is pretty short. It's just shocking that this guy lived to see ninety four. So, um, Amu Haji, mm-hmm. he uh, again did not bathe for half a century. Um, all right, an, an Iranian hermit n- nicknamed the world's dirtiest man for not taking a shower for more than half a century. Wait, you, died. S- you skipped one of the the. No, no, we'll okay, get to okay. that. Um, he's not taking a shower for more than half a century. Died at the healthy old age of ninety four. Yeah. Um, news the news agency reported that Amu Haji, an endearing nickname for an elderly person. Okay, so that's not his oh, actual his name. name. Okay. Uh, died on Sunday in the village of Dejga, in the southern province of Fars. Haji, covered in soot and living in a cinder block shack, was reported by local media not to have bathed with water, water or soap for more than 60 years. Villagers said that he had experienced emotional setbacks in his youth that led him to say refuse so. to wash. Yeah, I would I would say that's probably a, you know, that's that's probably pretty pretty clear. Yeah. There, there's something going on there. That's a that's a safe uh, assumption there. In 2014, the Tehran Times reported that Haji would eat roadkill, smoke a pipe filled with animal excrement, Hell yeah. and believe that cleanliness would make him ill. Uh, photos showed him smoking multiple cigarettes at once. Live your truth, brother. 94 years old? Sm- He's smoking animal shit and smoking multiple cigarettes at once. Is that the secret? He's eating he's eating roadkill and just lighting up animal dung and, and out living. I mean this just shows you, man, that like it, it is I wonder what his dung of choice is. What's his what's his preferred strain? Yeah, I don't know what that, that loud pack that that poo pack is was blowing like. I I couldn't tell you, man. That's a that's a substance I haven't dabbled in yet. Um, <laughs> so we I I just gotta understand. Couldn't tell you. What's what's the point? Like, <laughs> Is it just to do it? Like, like there's no way you're getting high or like getting any sort of buzz. It's an acquired taste. I think it's a. T- it's like a. <laughs> it's just a flavor. It's a. It's a taste thing. Yeah, it's like a cigar. He just loves the flavor. Mm-hmm. Jesus. But that just shows you, man. Like, genetics is just a random luck of the draw thing, that like truly dictates our life. And there, there's, there's triathletes and people who don't put any sort of toxin in their body who developed dementia and cancers, you know, in their 50s. And then we have my man who is who is actively avoiding soap and smoking animal shit. Smoking animal shit and taking fire baths, by the way. We didn't get to that part. I'm not going to read the whole thing. He would take fire baths because he said it would do the same thing as soap and water would do. It would kill all the germs and make you clean. Yeah. I mean, he, what is a fire bath? I don't know, brother. I mean, he looks like a chimney sweep. He looks like a man who's been in a fire bath. He looks char <laughs> He looks charred and full of just soot and dirt. Um but he lived a long a long <laughs> You could have told you probably told life. me that was a corpse they pulled out of a volcano. Oh, and dude. I'd be like, "Yep, checks out." That's what he looks like. He he does have an inch thick layer of ash just all over him. Um and he he was on to something clearly. Well, here's here's the most shocking part. A few months ago, villagers had persuaded him to wash for the first time. So, how how you convince a 94-year-old man to do anything? I have no idea. Have you ever been in an argument with an old person? Right. There yeah, is no chance. You're not making a lot of ground. No, it, there's no chance of changing any sort of opinion. They got him to take a bath after 60 years. Yeah. And it makes you wonder if if no one had just ever asked. Um, but I, I guess it does mention specifically that he was actively not bathing. Um, you know, it's not just he wasn't just oblivious to the <laughs> the concept of a shower, but like he just he didn't think it would be useful. So I don't know who. I mean, that I thought it'd be bad for his health. Yeah, I don't know who or what convinced him. I'm not sure how they swayed him, um, but it it killed him. So, Clearly, yeah. Yeah, I think he might have been onto something, and it makes me wonder how many years are we taking off of our own lives just so that other people can stand being around us. Yeah, it's a it really is a great question, and um, I think our boy from last week should uh, he should encourage his girlfriend to never bathe again. I think so if they want a long happy life, and he should join her. It yeah. Sounds like yeah. 
Maybe you should start volunteering at the zoo, too. <laughs> yeah, dude, get in there. <laughs> Fucking get your hands dirty and live a long life. Smoke some animal dung. But, I mean, RIP to our man. Um, yeah. He was clearly on to something. He was, he was obviously in the right. He probably smelled like... I, I just I, I, I just cannot even imagine what the stench of 60 years without bathing could be. Yeah. It, it, well, and it, it really, I think this has created a great idea. It, like, f- fuck the world's strongest man. Like, I want to see the world's dirtiest man competition. Where, well, someone had to have taken his place is the thing. Well, and I think they did <laughs> mention another, like an Indian gentleman in the article, did they not? Who's now thought to be the longest man to go without a shower. <laughs> um, again, I don't know how this is validated. There's no telling. There's there's probably many, many people, just not on record, um, who probably haven't showered in 50, 60 years. But I want to gather those people and, and fucking hold a proper contest and find out, like, who's for real. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You, I like, mean, how do you even measure that? Is it... Is it just the the stench? Is it the well? There's going to be a, several. There's going to be a number of qualifiers. Yeah, yeah. And it's got to be the, the vis, visibly dirtiest. Which this man is hard to find. I'd, I'd be hard pressed to find a dirtier <laughs> looking man. Um, stench certainly going to be an important one. Um, I, I think. I feel like there are environmental factors that can probably play into it as well, though. Oh yeah. Like someone that's living in a nice, cool climate. Um, free of dirt and dust, might you know? Maybe they're maybe they're not that bad. Maybe they maybe they can go longer than that. And it's really not that. I mean, it's still got to be fucking terrible. Who am I kidding? But you know, as opposed to someone that lives in a dirty, dusty environment <laughs> with, with a three-inch layer of we got to build ta- up. You've got to take that into account. I mean, that's part of what makes them the world's dirtiest man. Um, but incredible. I mean, I'd, I've, I'd never, I'd watch that reality show by the way. Oh, dude. Yeah. How could you not? I mean, there, I can, my brain's just going in a million directions right now. (laughs) Um, but you know, this guy was clearly one of, one of the elites in his, in his game and his craft. This guy was the Michael Jordan (laughs) of not bathing. He really, he really was dude. Six, I mean, 60 years. That's basically the equivalent of six rings and, and not taking a shower (laughs) terms. So, that's pretty fucking impressive, man. All right, let's cap this off with today I fucked up. Um, we got a shorter episode this week. We went we went an hour and forty minutes last week. Yeah, dude, we there's, were. Getting... There's almost no chance that anyone other than us listened to that whole thing. Oh yeah, no but, way. But uh, if you're out there and you did, then comment on our next post and please let us know because I want to give you a high five. Uh, so today I fucked up. By accidentally hooking up with my former youth pastor. All right. To which I immediately asked, how do you accidentally do that? That's a good point. Well, we found out. So this actually happened about a month ago, but I needed to recover mentally first. I, 24, we don't have male or female. Um, Unless that gets into it later on, I don't believe it does. So I don't know if this was a gay or straight hookup. Doesn't particularly matter, but it is interesting because typically there is a, something that denotes that. Yes. Um, I twenty four temporarily moved back home for summer after graduating college. One night I was bored and I went on Tinder. I matched with an older guy, thirty seven, but he was pretty good looking and we actually got along well. Next day we decided to meet up. I felt like I recognized him from somewhere, but it's a fairly small town, so I didn't think much of it. We meet up at a local bar, and, well, one thing led to another, and we ended up having sex in the back of his car. I was leaving the next week, so I didn't really care what happened. Next day is the only Sunday my mom has has had off since I've been there, and she wants us all to go to church. Guess who's doing the sermon that day? He immediately recognized me, and we made awkward eye contact for a second. Then it hits me. He was my youth pastor. I hadn't seen him in almost a decade. I have no idea if he knew who I was right away or not, and I'd rather not know. I left in a hurry after the service. Oh, and I found out later he was married. So there's that. Fuck! Whoa! 
fuck? Yeah. All right. Listen, man. Um, how? Like, I imagine either he wasn't or hadn't been around long, or maybe this person didn't go to church like all the time. Like I imagine they didn't see each other a ton, you know, ten years prior. Like it was probably probably somebody like a you knew, I not on a close basis. I you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. I I, just, I can't imagine it was like you forget about a youth pastor you were really close with. Right. So, like, I'm sure, like, I guarantee there are people like that in my past who I've completely forgotten about. But um, when it's that sort of dynamic, when it's this <laughs> specific dynamic where it's a kind of student teacher thing and in the church and with a married guy, it's like, Golly, uh, dude. Uh, like, uh, this can't be an uncommon thing. But, um, yeah, holy I, shit. I don't know. I, like, I don't know what it is about. Like these days, it's it's kind of sad. Um, like I, I still identify as a Christian, and it's it's just kind of sad to see like every anything that you see about Christian people these days just seems to be so negative. It's usually not good. Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously, there's a lot of good going on that doesn't get you know doesn't get publicized or whatever. So yeah, like I, you know, charity's I, not sexy, right? <laughs> But like, dude, you're married, and you're you're hooking up with random singles on Tinder, who, and and you're in a small town. You yeah. you could very <laughs> well see them the next day. Like yeah, you very well. And it turns out, I'm not convinced that this guy didn't know. Like I I'm yeah, not, and that makes it that changes everything. There's yeah. zero chance that. Both parties didn't know that. Again, this is where I wonder the extent other. of the like prior relationship. Because I imagine if this person was a child, you know, when they're talking about having known this person, like I'm sure they don't look the same. And maybe on Tinder, like you only know somebody's first name. Like I could see both of them not knowing. But if he knew, that is like so especially creepy oh, yeah. that you, you know, this person's what twenty four now, so I they were have my eye on her. Yeah, I knew that one would sprout and turn like. <laughs> that's so fucking weird, dude. That's just so yeah. I really hope just for this person, the author's sake, that the the guy didn't know. Um, but yeah, man, I've, got, I've I've certainly got my doubts. And you imagine the lump in that dude's throat when he saw them at church the next day. Oh, yeah, yeah, that had to be rough, and um, it also just makes you wonder, like this guy, of course, being as brazen as he is, how many other former youth group members did he did well, he bang dude, yeah. before I mean, this you, happened you can only fuck Probably. you can only fuck so far in a small town too like you're, you're gonna run thin dude. <laughs> yeah. it's not you're just going out in public with random women and stuff like it's not gonna end well for this cat and here, here's where my mind goes too so alright I'm in cybersecurity. I don't live cybersecurity. When when I go home, I I turn that shit off. Oh, yeah, you have this yeah. expectation though that people in the church and and that people that are living that sort of lifestyle and preaching a certain lifestyle and you know how you should live your life. You've got a public image to uphold to a degree. Yeah. 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 And and it just seems like there's we've seen so much of it lately, and obviously with social media and and all that sort of thing, like that stuff gets gets put out there when it, when it's the other way around. But it's just like, dude, what are what are you doing? Yeah, it's like a, a teacher can't get fired for going out and having a drink, but they can get fired for like taking their pants off and getting thrown out at a bar or something. Yeah, you know, it's like there are some ramifications like to certain people. Well, and, and even even more, even further to that extent. Okay, you you get you get outed. You're cheating on your wife with, uh, with, with members of. of of the church that are showing up, um, obviously she's not a member, but her mom is. Mm. Um, dude, what do you do? Like, I, I'm serious. Like, what do you do if you get outed as the guy that's the scumbag at the church? And like, what? Like, I, I imagine he probably doesn't have some sort of degree that translates into another career. No, like, I think it, you're not going to go jump into fucking astrophysics or. No, but I'd, I'll, I'll also <laughs> say. 
I don't think churches are running super stringent background checks, like, in all no. honesty. Like, I, the guy could move one town over and probably get a new job. Like, you know. Your name makes a headline, though, and it's it's game over. Yeah, and, and, but. And what are you doing? Like. Yeah, but. It's not like you're making enough didn't money do to just go, all right, well, you know. Yeah. He okay, didn't do I, anything illegal, though. It doesn't need to be illegal. To make a – why would there – they wouldn't well, write I, a news article about a guy having an affair. That's, yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, your name could be put out there on social media and, and whatever else, and Lord knows you can look that up. Yeah, that's true. So, I I don't know. It's it's super reckless. At, oh, at, dude, yeah. I mean, just, At least. I can't believe – I mean, the ball's on some people. And it, I, who knows? I mean – Maybe the guy wants to get caught. Like, who knows what's going on with him? I mean, it sounds like he's just behaving so he, recklessly. He's ready to get caught so he can open his vape shop. Yeah, I guess. He's got, he's got all the permits and everything. Yeah. He's, like, he's got larger aspirations. You can't just resign from the church and do that. Yeah. He's, <laughs> his acoustic guitar lesson business is going to be booming. Yeah. Uh, man. Well, I think that wraps up this episode of The Break Room Boys. Um Next week, I, I would I would like to get out another episode. Um, I'm traveling later part of the week, but if we can get it in on Tuesday, then we can make it happen. Um, I'll get it out for the people. But appreciate y'all listening, sticking around. Uh, like, subscribe, share with your friends, and uh, don't drive drunk this weekend. Y'all have a good one.